So what are some of the things to take out, the three takeaways from the first bit of the state capture report? And are there any consequences in light? When you look down the tunnel, do you see them there at the end? Well, joining us on the line is legal journalist Karen Morn, who, um, of course, has been having this report for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and in between us. Good morning. <laughs> and snacks, also snacks. Oh, and snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, and thank you so much for making time to speak to us. Um, what a way to start with a thick uh, report of uh, so much to get through. I'm sure there's a lot that we can take away, but maybe let's start with three things uh, that we that we know for sure are, are key in this report? I think the first thing is that the public procurement South Af- system in South Africa is rotten to the core, and it is having direct consequences on the lived realities for ordinary South Africans, and there has to be ma- major report- reform in that. But mm-hmm. there's a direct indictment of particularly how the ANC government has abused that tender system to enrich itself. Mm-hmm. And there's at least two findings, for instance, in the city of Johannesburg, where EOH scores these massive uh, lucrative contracts. And within days, the then late mayor, uh, Mr. Makubo, is, is approaching it for, in one instance, a 50 million rand donation to the ANC, which is then provided. Um, you know, there's, we know that there's going to be further evidence in relation to facilities management for FASA, that, you know, where certain high-ranking Members of the ANC are alleged to have received everything from birthday parties to security systems and mm. alleged cash payments. Mm. So, but it goes beyond just the bribe issue. It goes on about you know the the way in which this report has found that um, financing of political parties was often utilised as a benefit, as a mechanism to directly benefit them in a corrupt way, and making very far-reaching recommendations in relation to how um, payments to parties cannot be coupled, uh, connected to, to tender processes. Obviously, we have seen you know, reforms in terms of um, the public finance, uh, uh, in terms of uh, the Political Party Funding Act, mm. but it needs to be more far-reaching. Um, then second, of course, you know, there are some very hard-hitting findings that are made in relation to Transnet, which was really, we have to remember, the key site of so-called state capture corruption. Of the 57 billion rand in state capture contracts that were granted, 40 billion of mm. them came from Transnet, and of course around 11 billion, I think, at ESCOM. And key to, to those contracts um, at the home of, of both organizations at the time was Brian Molefe. Um, and of course, in this report, in the subsequent later chapters, they go into massive detail about the manipulation of the tender process of the Bid Education Committee to allow for, for instance, um, you know, tenders to be granted to be chi- to China South Rail mm. in locomotive contracts in circumstances where they weren't actually making the locomotive that was required. Mm. Um, and Molev, you know, and these big consultancy contracts granted to um, Gupta-linked regiments, trillion uh, regiments in that instance, um, in, in circumstances where it's apparent that Transnet didn't need those consultancy contracts. They had the people in their own organization who could do it, and often those consultancies were used to justify completely unjustifiable business decisions, which were allegedly corrupt. Mm. Or you know could be mm. said. So the, the the inquiry said he should be prosecuted um, for public finance management act violations. But I think there are bigger questions into why someone who you know is is as manifestly intelligent as he is, competent as he is, was making 
decisions that appear on the face of them to be completely nonsensical <laughs> and actually potentially corrupt. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously lastly, and I think this is the most pivotal issue for me, is this, this compensation of whistleblowers. Um, you know, we've had terrible examples of people, you know, Babita in, in, in the circumstance of the PPE corruption, um, losing their lives because they mm. had the courage to speak out. Sure. You know, Turbo Maseko being lauded by the, the commission for speaking up out about the, you know, the efforts of the Guptas to get him to put money towards um, their, their, their publication, The New Age, um, and losing his job. You know, as mm. a consequence of that, we mm. as a as a public are continuously shown, whether it's in the corporate sphere or in 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 the state, that you know, if you t- do the right thing, it can cost you your job and potentially your life. And um, Zorno is saying it's not, you know, it's not good enough. There needs to be ample protection, but there also needs to be mechanisms within the law that enable people who speak out and uh, and enable the recovery of money looted from the state to potentially be compensated, which, of course, is what happens in the United States of America with the um, Securities and Exchange um, con- you know, Commission, where people, you know, sometimes up to, like, $68 million mm. in, in, in circumstances where, where funds are recovered. And I think that's something we should definitely look at. Absolutely. And I think one of the big things, and you alluded to it uh, in, in, I think, your previous two examples, is consequences for all those who have been up to no good. I mean, you know, we we can't go through all of this, uh, Karen, for nothing, in in essence, right? There's got to be some sort of consequence in the end. What is your assessment of that aspect of it on the back of these recommendations that have been made? Well, I mean, one of the biggest issues that comes out of the report is the complete and utter failure of law enforcement. And I'm talking about the Hawks, the police and the NPA um, to take any action in response to, to evidence of corruption that was presented to them. On a smaller scale, there was rampant... Um, apparent corruption at SA Express. Those charges were laid years and years and years ago, and nothing's happened to them. Um, in the most kind of strange example, you see um, the former SAA board chairperson, Judy Mieni, openly identifying a witness and putting his life at um, risk, even though she's been explicitly told by Zondor that it would be unlawful for her to do so. Mm. On camera, on national TV, mm. nothing has happened. Um, you know, and one could argue that the, the, the NPA's failure to take action against the former president when he walked out of the commission and showed contempt for it after the commission laid char- charges may have been a direct, um, you know, cause for, for the commission to take the extraordinary action and to, to take him to court for contempt, um, you know, to, to pursue the action that it did against him in the Constitutional Court, which, of course, had the consequences for the country that it did. Mm. So, you know, the, the failure of the NPA to take action is actually, it's deeply damaging to our democracy. And Zorno is recommending um, that there be a body formed that is, is target, you know, focused totally on dealing with anti um, procurement, you know, being an anti-procurement mm. corruption organization and having pretty much all the powers of the NPA except not being able to prosecute, but being able to do what they term as deferred prosecution agreements. So corporates implicated in corruption, uh, implicated in tender fraud, can then come clean, um, you know, put forward the names of those responsible who potentially face prosecution and then, you know, pay back money 
um, to actually start dealing with this. And yeah. I mean, many may see that as, as kind of a vote of no confidence in the NPA, where Exactly. Was actually pointed it, out it, it feels that, like you know, a, they haven't done anything. Exactly. It feels like a duplication of efforts. But the bottom line is that in the end, something has got to be done. And I just wonder, you know, um, body upon body, commission upon commission, wing upon wing, if in the end we're going to get to a happy place. But, I mean, Karen, we, we've got so much to get through as far as this report. But I think the bits you've highlighted this morning are absolutely pivotal. We appreciate your time.